Love wins. Love always wins. Don't play poker against love. The Interdimensional Traveler's Guide to the Shattered Verse, Chapter 19, Threshold Hotel, Aranak Zawali 47. It's a pleasure to be with you again, dear wanderers. I am coming to you today from the Threshold Hotel once again. There's quite a bit that we must catch up on. Prima is in tatters, while the company is still struggling to pull itself together, and Humor is healthy and safe. He and Trilly return to the Keepers, now that they are no longer in the pockets of the Prima Corporation. It is where they belong, and here with you, out in the multiverse, is where I belong, dear wanderers, but I will miss them. I have managed to find the company of a young, um, or maybe not that young, but um, I'm not really sure what they are. They are clearly not human, even though they take the appearance of one, and they said that they are tasked with protecting the Song of Creation. Let's explore the dimension of this wonderful being, while I also explore the insides of this glass, which is filled with a wonderful liquid concoction. on this dimension and location. Isn't your job to go to new dimensions and provide a guide? This transmission is redundant. Hey, we're exploring the dimension that is another person's life. Yes, you said that. But what use would our wanderers have with knowing our life when there's a minuscule chance of the encounter? There's a chance, and that's good enough for me. I suspect you're here just to relax and spend time with aesthetically pleasing individuals. Gasp! I am shocked by such an abominable accusation. I would never spend our sponsor's sweet, sweet money just to take a vacation. For shame, Winry, for shame. Whatever. It's your show. I'm going to the Cyber Cafe. Here is how they told their story. The multiverse is a mess, and it is all Eric's fault. He was the one who broke the Song of Creation and shattered the universe. Things were okay after that until that silly human, Eurissa Elatri, figured out how to travel between dimensions. Now you've got knights in shining armor sitting down to tea with androids in shining skin. And who is supposed to keep everything running? Me. Just me. Sitting at the switchboard of the multiverse. But you've never heard of me. There's no thanks in this line of work. And frankly, I'm tired of it. And then, after billions of years of work, another human is born and starts messing up my finely tuned multiverse. Just because she happened to hear the song of creation during her birth. And now, I have to do field work. 
Can you even imagine? I'll even have to inhabit one of those hideous meat suits. How do you mortals deal with it all? But I'm sure you didn't come to me just to hear me complain. I'm sure you care much more about the protagonist of the story. That pesky human causing so much trouble across the multiverse. I just figured I'd introduce myself before we got started. Oh, you're quite right. I haven't actually introduced myself. My name is Aranak Zawali47, but you can just call me Ara. Our lovely protagonist certainly preferred the look of it. Anyway, here is Viola's story. Viola was surrounded by warmth and darkness. There were sounds of distress, but they were muted and seemed far away. The pressure was increasing and she was being pushed, but she was stubborn. She flopped over and refused to move. Then there were cold hands grabbing her in blinding light. There was something around her throat and she couldn't breathe. So she died. But medicine is miraculous and they managed to bring her back. Welcome to the world, Victor, her father said, although she could not hear him and he did not know who she really was yet. All she could hear was the song of creation. Although her brain quickly tuned it out as it was far too much for a human to comprehend. Oh wow, they really started with her birth. Let's maybe skip ahead a bit and get to when she had object permanence. But before doing that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Are you bored? Do you wish life was more like the video games, books, and or movies that you consume? Do you secretly wish that the world would suffer an apocalypse so that you can have a justified reason for violence? Consider joining the new Altered Reality community of Farmville. You can continue to live in a simulated fantasy of your desire and we will farm your corpse for blood, energy, and anything else we can profit from. Are you concerned about detaching yourself from the real world? Well, don't be. We'll make sure you don't even remember what the real world is. You can experience all the terror of an adventure without the safety of knowing it's just a game. And we get your body. Sounds like a win-win to me. Farmville, give us your body, and we'll give you whatever fantasy you want. Let's get back to Ara's story. Jumping forward several years to when Viola can lift her head on her own. Human babies are so weird, am I right? Ara was in need of a meat suit which required the intervention of one of her superiors, those superiors being the gods. A 
Apparently, Koei was too busy crying, and all of the good gods believed that the lesser beings should resolve the crisis on their own, and all of the evil gods believed that the lesser beings should fail the crisis on their own. Which left Ara with Shen, who owed them a favor after a poker game back in prehistory. The real difficulty is escaping the ever-shifting mass of madness after you've gotten in. It doesn't have the same liminal spaces that other dimensions do, where you can shift universes. Especially since a liminal space requires being extraordinary, and there is nothing ordinary in the EMOM. The trick is to find an extremely ordinary area for dimensional travel, because that is the only place that sticks out as a liminal space in the EMOM. May I suggest going to any megastore, as they are profoundly boring and ordinary. Dear Wanderers, I would like to take a moment to appreciate the work that Shen did with the body that Ara is currently inhabiting. They have long, rainbow hair, bright, multi-chromatic eyes, a button nose, and they are well over six and a half feet tall with the body of a warrior queen. Apparently, Shen decided against adding extra tentacles, breasts, chainsaws, or legs, for which both Ara and I are pleased. Let's take a break to learn how to live. That's right, it's time for Tea Teaches You How to Live. Today's lesson is going to be on reproduction. You see, when a man loves a... Wait, that doesn't sound right. No, when a man and a woman... No, that's not right either. What species are you again? Oh, right. Winry, can you run a diagnostics on why I keep making these weird sounds and phrases with my vocal cords? You appear to be getting transmissions from a backwater dimension of humans known as... Uh... Asta? So, yes, um, when a complex biological organism wishes to reproduce, the first step is to regurgitate an egg from its stomach. Then, it must present the egg to another of its species for approval. If approved, they are now referred to as a mother and will take the egg to the Great Stork for safekeeping. The storks watch over the egg until they find a family that is ready to have a baby, and replace the baby with the hatchling. Best not to think of what happens to the replaced baby, but if you must, think of how they would grow up with our original mother in a cross-species symbiosis. Congratulations, you now know how to reproduce and are one step closer to being truly alive. Now back to Ara's story. Now is when Ara's story directly intersects with Viola's. 
Shen continued to accompany Ara to a cafe where Viola was having a coffee with two keepers named Gwen and Hithanim, therefore to refer to as Keeper G and Keeper H, because Gwen is just too hard to pronounce. Apparently, Viola was being stalked by Alec Grimm, who was previously believed to be dead at the hands of his sister Alice. In the confusion, since Viola was just attacked, Ara was shot through the chest, and a customer was transformed into a goat. Now, don't worry, dear wanderers, since Ara is an extra-dimensional spirit bureaucrat, she wasn't actually harmed by being shot through the chest. No, instead, Shen was able to close the wound without any actual injury occurring. This is the problem with keepers having guns, is they are always shooting extra-dimensional spirit bureaucrats just because they pop in unannounced. Anyway, Shen had panicked and turned one of the patrons into a goat, but also refused to turn them back. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just interrupt since T can't have anything too valuable to say at this point. Let's go ahead and do um, Winry's wonderful whimsical wisdom. Today's lesson is going to be on quantum dimensional physics. As you know, each dimension's particles resonate at a particular frequency so that they may all occupy the same space, even though they appear to each occupy a separate space. But that's because your fragile mind is unable to comprehend the most simplistic dimensional concepts. Anyway, this does mean that there is an infinitesimally small chance for your particles to just fall through dimensional boundaries into an entirely separate dimension. This phenomenon is seen most often with photons, which has explained the past views of UFOs in dimensions and some ghosts. Although you can't rely on that as literal ghosts can murder your face, and you may be dealing with an extra-dimensional being in need of a test subject. Fun fact, this also explains why sandwiches are so tasty. But that will have to be another lesson. Just remember, all of this message has been an intense simplification of very complicated physics in order for you to be able to even comprehend the basics of interdimensional travel. After everything calmed down at the cafe, the keepers, Viola, her best friend Anne, Ara, and Shen decided that the safest place for her would be at the Keeper HQ in Haven. On the way, they met a delightful creature known colloquially as an aberrant space whale, but known to extra-dimensional bureaucrats as an Iophidalthalamax. It playfully attempted to eat their ship, but agreed that it was probably not the best snack to have after Ara had a word with the whale's mother. Anyway, 
they arrived at Haven, where they presented their case before the Council of Keepers in order to get Viola's protection, and were told instead, by the great silver dragon Aeus, that Viola would have to be put to death. In order to do this, the official singer was called to weave Viola's name into the note of discord. They attempted to do so, but instead only knew Viola's dead name, and thus were not able to erase her from existence. Shen decided to turn himself into a porcupine and launch himself into the Mount of Aias, who attempted to execute Viola in the old-fashioned way. And in the ensuing chaos, Ara lost track of everyone else and decided to drown their sorrows at the Threshold Hotel and in the arms of an experienced interdimensional traveler. The Interdimensional Traveler's Guide to the Shattered Verse is a production of Shattered Verse Studios and is written and voiced by Thea Lake. The voice of Winry is Maria Ruiz. If you wish to comment or question us, you can reach us at itgsvpodcast at gmail.com or stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr. As always, we appreciate any effort you put into sharing the podcast, especially if you were to put on one of those hot dog costumes and hand out flyers extolling the virtues of the podcast, or just telling your friends and leaving reviews. Anything helps. Well, now it's time for your tea time. Today's word of wisdom is asthenia. First, let's get relaxed. I'd like for you to vent. Just let it all go. Just open up and release all of that pressure that has been building up inside you. May I recommend the exhaust port of your face and in the form of screaming as loudly and as long as you can without regard to neighbors or others who could be bothered by sudden and unprecedented screaming. Now that we are all relaxed, I'd like to talk to you about exhaustion, of the chronic tiredness of day-to-day life, and the point of being so tired that you become exhausted at the idea of exhaustion itself, how it compounds upon itself further and further until there just isn't any energy left, and the inertia become so great that it doesn't seem like there would be anything or any way to ever be able to get things going again. But the good news is that even when you feel so exhausted you can barely move, all you need is a spark to start moving, and that momentum can build more and more until everything is like normal again. Until next time, dear wanderers, good luck.